Here's what's coming up on today's show. I disagree. I think that the quicker you can get into home ownership, you save that 20% for your next move up home by gaining equity in your first home. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, on today's edition of Keeping It Real Estate, we're going to explore real estate strategies that were perhaps once popular, Colleen, but maybe now are relics of the past. We're going to unravel some outdated tactics. We'll talk a little bit about high-risk maneuvers of listing your home at a high price just to create some negotiation room. We'll talk a little bit about the dwindling effectiveness, perhaps, of traditional open houses in the age of virtual tours, or at least what's the right mix or choice to make there for a seller. And we're also going to dive into why some strategies have become obsolete and talk about some modern and effective methods that align more with today's fast-paced market and the digital world. So if you're thinking about buying or selling, keep listening to today's show. We're going to learn how you can adapt and succeed in the current market landscape. We're hopping in the real estate time machine. Colleen, you ready to go? I am ready. Bring it on. All right. I teased this one there a moment ago, so let's start with it. Listing at a higher price for negotiation room. This was once a more popular tactic, right? Why has it lost favor over the years? Okay, so here's my spiel on this, guys. Listen up. (laughs) Overpricing your home to wait for negotiating is never a good idea because it overpricing, it eliminates the eligible buyers. And so unlike other things, homes are very different. By listing your home at a higher price, you're going to eliminate buyers before they even get a chance to see it. If a buyer doesn't qualify for that higher price or if it's out of their desired budget, you won't get them through the door, number one. Number two you will get buyers in that are already looking at that higher price range. So the problem with that is they'll be looking for more because they're comparing your home to the other homes in that price range that are currently on the market. And then your home will look, you know, a little disappointing in comparison and you'll make the competition look even better. So pricing is very strategic. We have to go in where the market is, not where it was or not where it could be in six months from now. Um, Also, it could possibly lengthen your time on the market, right? If you overpriced, you might just sit there. And then once you're still on the market, you know, average sales timeline is about 60 days, right? So if you're on the market 100, 120 days, then what do buyers think? What's wrong with your house, right? I get it all the time. Why has it been on the market so long? What's wrong with it? Yeah, you you automatically get dinged for that, right? Yeah, it's it's not it, it's never a good idea to list high and negotiate, especially when the stats are telling us that homes are selling at a hundred percent of list price. So don't do it. <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, another outdated tactic. What's your thoughts on this one, Colleen? Uh, open houses as the primary selling tool. They still are out there, but certainly not primary, right? Yeah, you know when I started um, twenty nine years ago. That was our primary selling. But this, I'm telling you, is like in the 90s before we had the internet and Zillow. There was no such thing as Zillow back then, right? So we had to host open houses and that marketing with the signs and ad in the paper for our open house. And that's not the primary selling tool. Now it's all online presence 
and very much with you know how your property looks and how many people you can get it in front of through retargeting ads and whatnot online. Now, having said that, I will say, as you guys that listen all the time know, I love open houses. I think it is a great opportunity to showcase your house, but the reason being is we get to advertise the open house online. And so we we get to you know advertise on Facebook, Instagram, whatever else my marketing team does. I think they've got YouTube and TikTok and all the things. And then we get the opportunity then to then, you know, do a video, a walk, a walkthrough while we're at the open house, come on by. I get to showcase it here on the radio show. So yeah, open houses are great. I love them. I think that they're important to do to get the buyers and, and potential, you know, presence online. But as the primary selling tool, no. Two down so far. That would make sense, Colleen. Uh, traditional media advertising. Yeah, already touched on that a little bit in talking about the open and houses. But yeah, you don't you don't go through the magazines anymore so much or the newspaper to look at those listings and you know where you're trying to cram all of those words and that description into you know in, into that small little space and in, uh, in a yeah. magazine listing and that sort of deal. Yeah, I love it when those real estate magazines call me and ask me if I want to buy ad space. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not where we're putting our marketing dollars. We're putting it yeah. all into social media and, you know, we've got the, we've got our app, um, Benson Broker Group app that you can download to your phone. You can search for homes that way, not just our listings, but everything in all the MLSs that we belong to. And uh, definitely that traditional media is a thing of the past. Yep, that's an easy one to uh, kind of dismiss there. But what about this next one? There was this idea that you wanted to buy the worst house in the best neighborhood. It was kind of a way to get into the desirable neighborhood without paying top dollar. Is that Well, if you still... want to do that, I have a listing in Bailey ah, Ridge okay. <laughs> that needs a lot of work. And it is priced to sell at 499000 in Bailey Ridge. It's a beautiful home. It just... It, it is not, it is probably, sorry, the worst house in the best neighborhood. But I think that it's, it's, it is an opportunity, what you would call sweat equity, but sometimes the renovation costs potentially outweigh the benefits. You know, you got to look at it mm-hmm. from a numbers point of view. I feel like this one still exists, Buy, you know, quote unquote, buying the worst house in the best neighborhood. I do it's too. just been returned. It's just, this is the fixer upper, right? This is fixer just the, the mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to put the sweat equity into it. That mentality is still very strong. So I think it's yeah. just been reclassified a little bit, maybe, in the advice. Yeah, I would uh, agree. All right. Uh, we also have traditional staging or staging with traditional decor going out of style a little bit, Colleen, because we can fake it now. <laughs> Yeah, with um, staging, I think minimalist staging to make rooms look bigger is definitely a a thing that people are doing. And also they're doing virtual staging. I mean, we don't do that so much in this part of the world, but I know nationally there's a lot of virtual staging companies out there. And that's one great way to kind of do um, what's the modern, more a modern touch with minimalist furniture. Yeah. You like think that that's, answers that? I think it does, yeah. You don't have to go and spend thousands of dollars bringing a bunch of furniture into your home to make it look all perfect anymore, it seems. You just no. don't need to make that investment. 
Um, something else is a lot of times in the past, people would be very hesitant to work with a first-time home buyer, and first-time home buyers could almost be even ignored or kind of downplayed a little bit. But I feel like I don't hear that as much these days. Huh? No, I've always loved first-time buyers. I mean, when I entered real estate at 22 years old, that was my that was my sphere. You know, I was working with my friends that just graduated college, getting married, and that that's how I got my start. And I've always loved working with first time buyers. And especially now, I mean, millennials, they're their first time buyers and they're the biggest home buyers. They're the biggest pool of, of our people here. And, and then they are ready. I think they make up over 50% of our home buyers right now. So, um, yeah, I, can't ever imagine ignoring a first-time buyer. They're so fun. And also, if you maintain that relationship, you'll help them buy and sell several times in their life because the average person buys and sells at least three or four times. Yeah, that's so, a yeah, great point. We don't want to ignore those people. They're our favorites. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, don't don't throw them down. All right, last but not least, there was the old mentality or the uh, the tactic of, hey, you've got to save 20% for your down payment. You're not even entering the discussion of buying a house if you haven't done that. This probably goes hand in hand with them, the overlooking on the first-time home buyers because they often might struggle to hit that mark in the past. This is not as big of a barrier as it used to be, not even close. No. I mean, the VA loan is one of the best loan programs we have. So if, if you're a, a vet, we've got a zero down loan program for you and it is top notch. FHA loan, three and a half percent down. You know, I know that Dave Ramsey still speaks that, you know, save your 20%. I disagree. I think that the quicker you can get into home ownership, you save that 20% for your next move up home by gaining equity in your first home. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting Keeping It Real Estate Podcast. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.